right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Question the Question podcast, where I'm your host, Simon, still talking to the same microphone with nobody in the room, trying to discuss philosophy in our daily lives to bring critical thinking back, make critical thinking great again. It's such an important thing that in today's world, when we have so much information, just think about it for a second. We have seven point something billion people on this globe. Most of them have internet today. They have either Instagram or Facebook page. One of them likes something probably more than once a day. And it's information. It's stored somewhere on the server. It's not going away anywhere. And plus multiply that by the number of universities we have that produce research papers almost every month, you know. And we have writers and we have artists and all of that is information. Plus, we have a lot of things that were written and done before us. So it's really easy to get lost in the world when we're overwhelmed with this ocean, with these massive waves of information. So the only way to kind of stay sane and able to, you know, distinguish what is important to you, what is not, is to step back a little and ask critical like critical thinking questions like do i need this is that important or you know like when you read news instead of just accepting everything as is ask is it valid does it make sense is it logical to me it seems like you know one of those impressionist paintings like monet's when you look at them very close you see dots different color dots and they don't make any sense but you have to step back a little And it's like, bam, you see the objects, your brain recognizes the shapes and you're able to read the painting and understand what's going on. So in a way, like that's what I'm trying to bring back, because without it, are we even humans without wondering and questioning? I don't know. Anyways, for today's episode, I decided to bring something that I saw a lot in my Facebook feed. Recently, I saw so many posts how a certain group of people should not exist based on the amount of wealth they have. And what is interesting, um, people who said those things, I cannot say that they're millionaires or wealthy at all. So to me, it seemed a little bit like, mm, not weird, but you should be able to get at least close to that level before you can say whether someone should exist or not because otherwise you're just advocating for i don't know eradication of certain group of people because you simply don't like them or you don't like what they do is it really moral and what's interesting people say that actually those people who hold that wealth they are immoral but what if you inherited it are you guilty of it are you guilty for what your parents did are you guilty for what your grandparents did I thought as civilization, we reached the point where we actually said that you're no longer responsible for the stuff your ancestors did. You're a brand new person because with that, imagine even dealing with Russians or Germans or Japanese, you know, during World War Two, they didn't do a lot of good things. They did a lot of bad things and are all the people who were born after them guilty of that i don't know i think it's a terrible route to go to because no one's perfect 
But anyways, um, some people still think that money is the root of evil. And I see that idea coming so often that I want to ask second question always. Like if you think money is the root of evil, what is the root of money? You cannot just say that money on its own is the root of evil because we have plenty of examples where some folks do not have concept of money, but yet they are pretty cruel. You don't have to go far. Just if you're curious, go to any playground, observe kids for about like five minutes and you realize that kids are brutal. They're evil. They steal. They hit each other. They don't respect any boundaries and they don't care about anyone but themselves and they don't have money. So with that, evil exists without money. Plus, money on its own actually is not a bad thing. Money allows you to exercise your freedom. I remember at one of my previous um, workplaces, someone was saying how richer people should not exist because they had more money than that person did. To me, it was just simple envy. Because if you were given that money, you would probably spend them. You don't know how to hold them. And maybe that is why you don't have that money. Like that person also, whenever we played the, you know, games to socialize, what would you do if you had magic wand? And that, which is interesting, that person was always about wealth. That person wanted to become rich, wanted to have Tesla with the magic wand. It was everything about wealth. And it's not surprising because money allows you to exercise your freedom, freedom to choose. You're free to choose whatever you want to have, whatever you need. Because when you don't have money, you don't, you can't really choose that. But at the same time, freedom is earned. It's not just given. I cannot go to a university and start preaching something because I just want to, because I'm afraid to say something. I didn't earn my title. I didn't do anything. So why should anyone even listen to me? And same thing with money. I don't think someone deserves, deserves something because they think they do. That's not how reward works. We don't just give out, I don't know, diplomas or we don't give like golden medals to people just, you know, because why not? No, you have to work for it. And to exercise your freedom with money, you have to make them. Even if you inherited it, it's not your fault. But, you know, there are many examples how certain people inherited wealth and they just lost it. Like the Grey Gardens movie. That movie was about people who are rich and guess what? They were not that rich. So it's not about just having money. You have to know how to use them. And it applies almost everywhere in life. And plus, you know, money is such a thing that allows us to create progress. For the last 20 years, poverty reduced by 50% globally. Think about it. It was the fastest wealth creation in the history of humanity. You wouldn't see that during the Roman Empire, they didn't have the internet. Starting the business there was a little bit more complicated because, you know, to get your goods somewhere, you you need certain type of transportation. And they didn't have any cars. They didn't have any internet. They didn't have planes. So you just have to either walk or have enough money to have a horse. Or if you don't have that, just, I don't know, stay where you are. And with that, money enabled many people to become freer. In India, for instance, now they have less problems with um, with their pipe systems. So many people received access to basic needs like toilet. Like in Russia, many people still don't have nice toilets. It's just, trust me, 
in many places in Russia, it's still just a hole in the ground. So that is an amazing thing. Plus money allows us to start charities, start things that help us become better. It helps us innovate. It helps us cure people. So in that sense, money is not just so evil and bad because even the device you're holding to listen to me, the devices I'm using to record this podcast were created because some wealthy people gave money to certain extraordinary talented people who were able to create something and that became so popular that they were able to make others wealthy as well. An iPhone made everyone wealthy because who doesn't have an iPhone today? Not an iPhone, but smartphone. The concept is there. Like even homeless people have phones. And I remember when I visited the United States, that was weird to me, like looking at homeless people having mobile phones while in Russia, I was kind of struggling to pay for my phone, even though it was kind of cheap. So with that, money on its own is not a bad thing because it can do a lot of good stuff. You know, it kind of boils down to the same concept as certain people want to ban something because that thing is used improperly. But the problem is not with the thing itself, but rather with the use and how people use something because knives are dangerous. Knives are really dangerous. You can do a lot of bad stuff with a knife, but you can do a lot of good stuff. You can cut celery. You can make a, a sauce with it. You know, you can cut goods and feed the homeless. So it's not that bad. It's just about the people and how they use it. And same thing applies to money. The fact that some people have a lot of money, it's not a bad thing on its own because I'm sure they created a lot of, you know, work, a lot of jobs. They created a lot of jobs. They made other people's lives better because if you have no job, where are you going to get the money from? And as far as I know, people who lack wealth, they don't create any new workplaces. So the only people who create jobs are the ones who have the money. And plus, if you have the money, if you earned it, I think it's a very nice way to reward those extraordinary people in today's world. If someone has more money than I do and they earned it, good for them. They were able to gather that wealth. It doesn't matter how they did to me because they still manage it as long as like legal. And I cannot say that some people also say that Oh, they made it because they exploited people. But hold on a second. When I sign my pay, like contract to work somewhere, it's my own decision. I leave my signature that it's me. It is my decision to work here for that amount of money, for that number of hours. It is my decision. Unless they're sent somewhere, like in the USSR, for instance, after you graduated from university, Everyone had to work somewhere away in the field for several years. Look at Brodsky. He was sent in the middle of nowhere, uh, like not after university, but he was sent there because the government told him to go there. And he had no choice because all of the jobs there were created by the government. And the government was dictating. And in a way, you had no choice. You couldn't say, Mm, I don't like your terms and conditions or you couldn't say I don't want to do that because they also had a law that if you didn't work, you would be punished. So it was not a choice. Work was not a choice. Here, when you go and sign up for Amazon job or for Apple job, you know, any other job server, 
it is your own decision. Yeah, I understand that you have needs, you need to pay your bills, but those are your bills. The apartment you're renting, that was your decision to rent it. Like, it's it's easy to deny it. It's easy to say like, no, it was outside of my control. I didn't do it. But at the end of the day, your life is up to you. It is you who make that choice. You know, it's like Eleanor Roosevelt said, you choose to get a, to be offended. It is your personal choice. You can choose that perception. Same thing with your life. It's not that you have to work at Amazon, but instead it's your decision to work there. If you don't want to do it, save up some money and start a business, do something about it. And just complaining never works. And plus, you know, that argument that some people are immoral and I am more superior to say that they should not exist because I know better. We already went that route in the 20th century and it didn't end well. Trust me. In the USSR, in the beginning of their history, when the revolution happened, and of course, all the smart people fled the country because they didn't want their wealth to be stolen and redistributed, which makes sense. Imagine like you work hard for it, you build your wealth during the Russian Empire, and then some people come and say, it's no longer yours because we don't believe you earned it. So like you were guilty without being innocent, you know, no presumption of innocence. And what happened, the government there, they said that all the problems they had, the famine, the absence of work was because there were still some wealthy people, so-called kulaks. And the government started encouraging everyone to get rid of those kulaks. But the thing is, those kulaks were the only ones who knew how to farm, how to distribute goods, you know, how to make money with, with food. And they had that knowledge. So in a way, their wealth is a reward for the knowledge they had to start that business. And after Bolsheviks got rid of it, guess what happened? Another famine. Because all the people who knew how to farm well, how to do anything with those harsh weather condi conditions, they had no incentive, incentives to do that or they would simply murder. So it doesn't end well. And now imagine it wasn't such small level. And if we go deeper, you know, if we go higher, will it do any good? Plus, you know, wealth is not a static thing. Wealth, it either increases or decreases. It's not, you know, like a pie that you redistribute and it's gone and like, no, wealth is Think about his mathematical graph. It either keeps going up or keeps going down. It never stays the same because your wealth is measured, measured in your currency, you know, and your currency is affected by inflation. So there are many factors to it. And if you take that wealth, someone needs to decide how to redistribute it. And that person has to carry the moral burden to decide whether this person deserves something, this person does not deserve something. And I don't think I'm comfortable playing that role. I'm not God to do that. We all have different struggles because we're all, thank God, different. We all have different lessons to learn. And for someone to say that, no, I think you deserve someone's money more than they do, is that moral? Because I remember theft is when you take someone's possessions without their consent. So when you take money, with taxes in a way. Is that consensual? Because you're taking someone's money and you're going to use them how you think is appropriate, not that person who made the money.
is that not theft? And overall, this idea, you know, how government decides or someone decides who to give the money, it never worked well in throughout the history. Like Sweden, look at Sweden. It's a wonderful place to live. Many aspire to live there. They want to be there. But at the same time, um, to grow, you're punished because after you make more money than like certain threshold, you're taxed at 56%. More than half of your wealth goes towards the government. So you're sponsoring someone else. Everyone is equal in the outcome, not in the opportunity. And that's the difference. Is that is that a good thing? So is money really evil or the fact that we use money a certain way can be considered evil? I don't know, but it's definitely something to think about. So stay tuned and keep asking questions. See you in the next episode.